Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mama Wears Athleisure. I am your host, Mariella de Santiago, a first-time mom. We focus on all things mom with tips to help make life easier and more organized for all you mamas out there. Hi, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about postpartum nutrition and what this should look like after having your little... I have Holly from Mama Meals, who is going to share her knowledge and talk to us all about what we need to know. Thanks so much for having me. I'm Holly. I live in Southern California. I have two kids, three and almost seven. We're really passionate about wellness and nutrition and just trying to live as naturally as we can, which kind of brought us to this business because when I got pregnant with my son in 2016, it was like postpartum. First of all, Instagram wasn't being used the way that it is today, like sharing a lot of like content and information and education. And so I got pregnant and I was already down the wellness path. I'd already switched out like my household's like products, my makeup, my food, And I did a lot of research about pregnancy and birth. And I opted for a midwife at a birth center. We had a doula. We did hypno babies. Like I was so prepared for pregnancy and birth. And they were both just beautiful and phenomenal. And I did like zero research for postpartum. And it wasn't like I thought, "Eh, I'm good. I don't need to, I'll be fine. I just like did not know that I needed to do that. And postpartum wasn't being talked about the way that it is today. So I just had the baby. I had drink cold smoothies. I had salads because those things are healthy. And then people brought like well-intentioned like junk food. And I was like, well, dang, that birth was so hard. I have like earned this. I deserve it. I ate so healthy those last nine months. And I was chronically constipated for well over a month. And I just, and even though like my uterus shrank back down, I, I stopped bleeding and healed quickly. I just felt like not great all the time. And to me, I just thought, well, that's postpartum. Like, this is just normal. This is how everybody feels. It's totally what's supposed to happen. And so a few months down the road, I was at a mom's group and this girl mentioned the book, The First 40 Days, which if you are pregnant and do not know this book, it is a must read. It is like the traditional Chinese medicine approach to postpartum, stating that postpartum foods should be like warm, soft, easy to digest, like soups and stews. And I was like, oh my God, it makes so much sense, but you just, you don't know, you don't know, right? So with my daughter, I got pregnant with her. She was born in 2020. I bought the book, read it cover to cover, prepped over 60 meals in my deep freezer. So when she was born, my husband defrosted, reheat, brought food to me in bed. And my digestion was great. First poop, I was like, oh my God, it was like so easy. I'm like so happy right now, like crying, like tears for joy because it was so traumatic the last time. And then my, just my overall mood was better. I just felt like every time I was eating one of those meals, like on the couch or in bed, like I was just being wrapped in this like warm hug. And I just felt so like nourished and like safe, like really just like safe is like the word. And so then I prepped food for another friend. She was like, I'm really struggling with my postpartum. And I'm like, I'm going to like cook you some food. Like, I don't know what else to do, but I'm just going to cook you this food, leave it on your doorstep. And she's like, oh yeah, how much do I owe you for the groceries? And I'm like, Honestly, like don't eat it. Like the joy that I'm getting right now of like cooking this for you, knowing how good it's going to make you feel. All that's like more than enough of what I need. So I'm like, this is selfish on my end too. So she's like, wow, she cookies were so good. And like, she felt great. And I cooked for another friend, said the same thing. And that was when my daughter was about one. I was like, we need to start this business. And we had no experience on like commercial kitchens or like a food-based business. Like I was a stay-at-home mom at the time. I was, so I'm like, we're just going to like figure it out. I was like, why not us? Like we could figure this out. So 
that was almost two years ago and now we're shipping nationwide. So it's crazy. That's awesome. First of all, I appreciate you being very realistic and raw about that postpartum (laughs) stage and how not so beautiful it can be. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's beautiful and messy and everything all in one. (laughs) And at the same time too, I don't know if people really prepare for the postpartum stage. I did make some casseroles and some things like that. And yeah, but kind of like a lot of what you mentioned with like the warm meals that that just makes me think like soups and stews and things like that, that I could make in the crock pot because I'm all about the crock pot having a 19 month old now. Uh Yes. Yep. (laughs) Thank God for soup season right now. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So since we're talking about postpartum, what are the nutritional needs of a mama during this stage? Yeah. So this is not the time to be countering calories or portion controlling balance back culture. It is out. This is the time to nourish yourself with plenty of healthy fats. You need plenty of protein still. You need complex carbs because you need to produce breast milk if you're breastfeeding. Your body needs to heal or balancing hormones. Like there is so much happening and traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda and other cultures around the world really believe and know that the mom's body is in such a vulnerable state right now. So susceptible to imbalances and things like that. So this is the time to be getting plenty of micronutrients and plenty of macronutrients. Eat when you're hungry and nourish yourself. So really sticking to bone broth, ghee, warm milks, warming spices like cinnamon, cumin, chili powder, ginger, the oatmeals and the porridges and the chilies and the lentil stews and the soups. All those comforting things like fall soup season where you're like, oh, I'm bundled up in my cozy sweater with my warm chili, like those kinds of things. So mugs and bowls is what I tell people. Things you drink out of a mug, like the teas, the bone broths, the warm milks, and then the things you would eat out of a bowl, like the porridges and the soups and the stews. You're not putting, you know, sparkling water or champagne in a coffee mug, and you're not putting pizza in a bowl. So mugs and bowls. Although maybe a glass of champagne after you've had a baby is okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well-deserved. Yes. (laughs) I feel like you kind of already mentioned it, talked a little bit about what foods would be good. Yeah. Would you be able to go a little bit more in depth and maybe even provide any sort of the principles that are used throughout that really help us know like what is good for the recovery? Yeah, you need a lot of the healthy fats because this hormone that shift that drop after birth is the largest drop of hormones that you will ever experience in your whole life. If you've been through this, you know, but it's like, you are just feeling all over the place. And my husband like talks about this too. We have like a PDF and he wrote wrote a page about husbands and how they can support their partners. And he's like, just think of yourself as the concierge or the five-star resort. Like no request is too like out there or big from a guest, like you just handle it. And no matter what, the guest is always right. But yeah, I mean, especially like nutrition, I always look at nutrition too. It's not even just the food you're eating. It's like the quality of your sleep. It's the quality of your community. Are you getting connecting with the earth? So like the food is important and that's my strength of where we come in, but it's really like all the things like, are you feeling loved on by friends and family or are you like isolated? Are you getting your feet in the grass every once in a while and connecting with the earth? Is there somebody to help you kind of like try and get 
those chunks of sleep when you can and help hold the baby and things like that. I'm not a registered dietitian, so I don't like to make very specific recommendations because each person is so individual, but really it's like sticking to, you need a lot of protein still, you need a lot of fat. The fat will help with your digestion. It will help balance your hormones. It will help with your mood. And then same with the complex carbs too, because if, especially if you're breastfeeding, like you are burning so many calories at this stage, you need it all of those things. I hope (laughs) you're so right on the sense that yes, you're burning so many calories. Like I remember just being so hungry all the time. Yes. It's hard to find the time to really make yourself anything. So if you have the ability to quickly either heat something up on, on the stove or throw it in the microwave or grab something that's already made to just be able to snack while the baby is eating because it's so difficult. It's so difficult. And I know that I like that you talked about the the postpartum hunger because you think you're hungry when you're pregnant and it's like times 10 when you're postpartum. Like you have no idea what hunger is when you get to postpartum. Like I remember being out to like breakfast with a friend who she like did not have any kids and my son was like two or three months old I remember like eating like my whole meal and like ordering something else and I ate and I she was just like oh my god you're eating so much food I'm like I'm so hungry like I don't even know what to do right now like I'm just so hungry and that's the thing with our portions too like they're very large portions because my worst nightmare is that somebody would make one of our meals eat it and then be like well, I'm still hungry. Now what? Now I just got to like scrounge for like a candy bar or something else. Or like that is like the worst case scenario. So if you're prepping for your postpartum, overshoot what you think the portions need to be. You can always save it the rest for later, but you're going to be hungry. Well, and having leftovers is always really nice. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's like a mandatory. (laughs) What foods should be avoided during this time? You had kind of started off with mentioning a little bit about like what to yeah smoothie. yeah like what you yes, had oh, what, but what yeah so Ayurveda kind of says this postpartum period is six to eight weeks traditional Chinese medicine calls it the golden month so it's like 30 to 40 days but you want to avoid the really cold raw crunchy vegetables you want to cook your veggies ice water cold smoothies things that are going to be really cool cooling like dry crackers like things like that. So in Ayurveda, they talk about, there's one of the doshas is vata and that is made up of air and space. And so after you have a baby, they say you're vata imbalanced because now your uterus is empty. So you're literally filled with a bunch of like air and space. So you want to avoid those kind of like airy, dry things like the crackers and the, like the chips and the rice, the rice cakes. I, I ate a ton of rice cakes right after my first birth. And No wonder I was so constipated, but really just avoiding those things for a short time in the beginning, because when you have the baby, like your digestion has essentially shut down. You want to like eat those things that they say will stoke the digestive fire and bring your digestion back even stronger. So it is those warming, fiery spices like the cumin. So avoiding cold, dry, raw foods, not forever, (laughs) just in like that initial stage. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of like you mentioned, like the six to eight weeks or the 40 days. Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's different too. Like I'm very prone to those imbalances just in my regular life. So I kind of stuck more to like the six to eight weeks, but maybe somebody who was not prone to that, who if they're like back online and feeling good and their digestion's great and their mood is great, maybe that's something you could incorporate a little bit sooner. So I tell people, if you really want to know, check with an Ayurvedic practitioner or a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner, and they can really assess you individually. I'll kind of have you share a little bit more about these principles because it's in your meals, you use both the 
well, you use the traditional Chinese medicine that I'm going to butcher this. Ayurveda? Yes, Ayurveda. Ayurveda yeah. and Weston A. Price principles. Yes. Is that right? Okay. Yes. So if you don't mind just kind of sharing how like all these three principles kind of create what you create. Hi, everyone. It's your host, Mariella. I wanted to thank you for listening and share some ways to show your continued support. You can rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Share the show with friends and family. Buy me a coffee to help with the financial costs of running a podcast. Follow me on Instagram at MamaWearsAthleisure. And finally, subscribe to my newsletter. Thank you for listening. Yeah. So the Western A. Price Foundation is like a very broad nutritional approach. And that is really not that any foods are off limit. It's really about the quality of the foods and the proper preparation. So it's like, they're not saying, oh, don't eat grains or don't eat this. But if you are going to eat grains, like sprouted grains or, or like sprouted legumes. So we use like our oats and our oatmeal is a sprouted oatmeal. It's easier to digest. Our lentil stew is sprouted lentils. We use grass-fed butter and grass-fed collagen peptides and pasture-raised eggs. So Weston A. Price is really about the quality of the food and proper preparation. So that's kind of where that comes from. It's kind of like a nutritional approach all-encompassing. So traditional Chinese medicine, kind of everyone's heard of like yin. We say like yang here, but they say yang, yin and yang. And so the yang energy is very like, like youth, it's fast, it's hot, like it's quick moving. Like we have a very young culture here in America. We're always like, go, go, go fast. We're focused on youth and Botox. And like, we don't have a lot of patience for the elderly. We're just kind of like move out of our way. We got stuff to do. Whereas the yin energy is very like slow, cool, feminine, like very like nurturing. So the the birth is a very young experience. It's very intense. There is a lot of action. There's a lot of the guttural noises. So they're saying after birth, you're yin deficient and you really need to nourish that energy and to nourish the yin, they say is like bone broth, the soups and the stews. So Ayurveda and traditional Chinese medicine, they both kind of say the same things or they say the same things in different ways, I guess you're saying. So they both favor the fats. Ayurveda is more focused on the cooked grains and the cooked veggies and the ghee and warm milks with the cinnamon. They're really herb focused as well. There's a lot of herbs like nettles, red raspberry leaf, oat straw, red clover blossom. Those are great herbs for postpartum. Also great for fertility too. And then Ayurveda is like I was saying earlier with there's that vata of the air and the space, how they're saying you're vata imbalanced after the birth and vata is air and space. So you think of it as very high and you need to be grounded. So you want to come back down and to ground yourself, you're going to eat the root, the sweet potatoes and the carrots and the garlic and the onions all cooked because those things are more grounding. So the, the heavier fats are more grounding. So it's kind of like want to bring yourself back down. So the dietary approaches are very similar and they both say the same thing, just in different ways. And I know that you mentioned that you're not a dietitian. So yes. just kind of going off of your company's view and what you guys have created, why would you say that these principles are probably the best to follow during the postpartum stage or at least for mama meals? Yeah, I mean, for... 
one anecdotally for me, I'm one person, but I experienced firsthand of following these principles and not following these principles. And the experience was night and day difference. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's one of those things that you learn something new and you're like, I have to tell everybody kind of a thing. So there's that. We have like a team of advisors that we work with. So we have doulas, we have an Ayurvedic practitioner, we have midwives, we have like a TCM practitioner. So we work with them and a lactation consultant. So we're always writing our ideas by them. Like, what do you think about this from an Ayurvedic perspective? What do you think about this from a TCM perspective? Or what about this? You know, we want to incorporate more ingredients that help increase breast milk production. So we talked to the IBC, I'll see about that. And then just seeing that there's just so many countless testimonies and anecdotes that we've reviewed from our customers about that. And just knowing that these are the TCM and Ayurveda, those, these principles are not new. These are ancient practices that people have followed for thousands of years. I have have named my neighbor next door is Vietnamese and she had a baby and it's like the village shows up and they are just bringing her soups and, and pig's feet and all these things. And they come and feed you for, you know, the first month, which we just don't do that around here. No, we don't. We're very much alone, right? It's very, very alone. much. I know. I know. Bounce back culture, which yes, uh, I feel like it's maybe not as big, but you still kind of see it, especially if you're on social media, which doesn't help. <laughs> yes, I know. I was definitely a victim of that the first time around. Like I just felt like, I don't know. It's hard not to get sucked in to that, yeah. but having been through it, I feel like it's you're a little bit more prepared the second time mentally and emotionally just because you now you've known knew what to expect, I guess. But the second time I was like, I am not. So I know that your meals do tend to focus on the animal product or they all have an animal product or ingredient in it. Yeah. Do you think that you guys will expand to cater to other dietary needs? Like we are plant-based. So I just kind of think in the sense of myself, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would not want anything that has an animal product or some somebody that's vegetarian. And I know that there's yeah. so many different diets out there, but totally. Yes, that is a really good question. So so for it depends on what level of vegetarian people are, because like our kitchery has ghee in it. So people some people are like, oh, I can tolerate the ghee. Like that's fine with me because there's no meat in it. And like our lentil stew. It has bone broth. So some people feel like as long as there's not like pieces of meat, then they're okay with that. So obviously if that's the case, those people are fine with like the oatmeals. And we do have a build a box option where people can customize their own box. So that's great. But I have in my research from traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda have talked about that the postpartum is such a depleted state that they do recommend if people are open to it, like trying animal products just for this short period, maybe not like full on meat, if that's not something that you're comfortable with, but maybe trying like a bone broth or grass fed butter because gram for gram, they are so nutrient dense. And then going back to like a plant-based style after that. So I have had a lot of customers who have incorporated some of those things at that time and then gone back after their first month or fourth trimester to being more plant-based incorporating some things that are totally plant-based that is something I would love to like probably maybe include in like 2024 down the road we could expand our menu to much bigger but right now we do like to include like collagen peptides or bone broth or something that is so like protein and nutrient rich if we can 
just to get a good bang for your buck in the nutrition for what you do eat. Finally, my last question. Do you have any other tips, suggestions, or recommendations? Oh my gosh. If you have the money for a postpartum doula, I would highly recommend that. If you can register for that and really prepare, don't wait for postpartum to come before you start thinking about it. This is something you should definitely be thinking about in your third trimester. Like who's going to be walking your dogs? Who's going to be feeding the fish? Things like that. Your partner is going to be taking care of you and they they can do a lot of things, but they can't do everything and they're going to need breaks too. So really putting together, what are the tasks, trying to tie up those loose ends. And I mean, I even put all my cleaning supplies together in a little basket and I had them on my kitchen counter. I had my vacuum out. I was like, oh, here's my broom. I had the cleaning supplies available and accessible to people. So if somebody came over, I'm like, oh yeah, there's the vacuum is right there. So I didn't want it because I knew if they didn't know where stuff was, I would feel like I had to get up and show them what to do and how to do it, where I just felt like there's cleaning rags, there's cleaning supplies, there's laundry, the detergent is out here. I made it very easy for people to help me the second time, not the first time I didn't think about it. And then also I asked for help. If somebody was coming over, I was like, hey, can you stop at Sprouts and get me this and this and this? I'll then mow you when you get here or whatever. There, there is very few times when people are going to be, going to be willing to just drop everything and help you. And having a baby is one of those times. So I would say, be shameless. Do not be afraid to ask because people want to help, but they often don't know what to do. So if you give them, Hey, I need help with this. Hey, here's a recipe. Can you cook this and put it in the containers and bring it to me so I can freeze it for my postpartum? People are willing to help. They just need to be told what to do. Such a good point. Yeah. Yes. If people are going to offer the help, you might as well take it. Yes. Take it and, and ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that I myself, uh, I, I have a hard time like accepting a help because I just am so independent. I want yeah. to do everything on my own. So yes. it's a learning curve, but if you have the help, definitely accept it and take it and be very specific on how they can help. Yes. And the, la- the last piece to add to the help is during, I mean, this can be applied to all of life, but done is better than perfect. My husband does not fold the towels the way that I like them to be folded, but Hey, they are washed and they are folded and they are put away. Is it worth my energy to be like, Oh yeah, you're not doing it right. No, done is better than perfect in many areas of life. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate it. This was great getting to learn more about like the principles that you use and you know, what kind of foods really do help just women's tummies after having had a baby. So yeah, I appreciate I know. it. I feel like it's something you don't even Google because you don't even know that you need to Google it. <laughs> yeah. Or you, if you do, then you just find all these recipes that are like, do this. Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know for me, so, it was probably like, what's the easiest thing that I can make? I know. I think I prepped one thing. Like I was only going to eat one time. I mean, you really don't have time. It's really hard to. And then you forget. Even now I forget that I haven't had lunch. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I know. It's You got to be on top of it. You got to remember to eat. (laughs) Well, thank you again. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for our next episode. You can find us on Instagram for more updates and tips. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and give us a review if you like us.